0: Welcome to Kingdom Testimonies. This is Lisa. Today is Friday, September seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. We're reading through the Book of Second Enoch. Um, we're starting at verse or chapter thirty-three, but I was shown a verse this morning. I say I was shown it because I was it was probably I don't know three a.m. and I woke up. I don't still have it in my phone, but let me grab my notebook. Okay, it's from Psalm 139.15, and this was open on my phone. Uh, three o'clock in the morning, I just kind of woke up out of a dead sleep, which I usually do, just thinking about stuff, because I go to bed kind of early, um, but Psalm 139.15 says, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. And I've seen that verse before, and I'm like, wrought in the lowest parts of the earth? That's kind of strange. Of course, we don't know the exact meanings of all of these words. We only have what Strong's is giving us and what, you know, we certainly can't go by today's slang. So, and it reminded me of what we read yesterday in Second Enoch. In chapter 25, when he said, when the Lord said, I commanded in the very lowest parts, that visible things should come down from invisible. So physical things would come down from spiritual. And a doyle came down very great, and I behold, beheld he him, and lo, he had a great, he had a belly of great light. Okay. So God was commanding, you know, that physical things. Would come down from spiritual things and this heavenly being came down um, a Doyle is the name given we don't know what that means is it a name is it a description and Enoch said I beheld him and lo he had a belly of great light and God said to him become undone and let the the physical come out of you okay and then uh, let's see chapter 26 and I summoned the very lowest a second time and said, let Arcus come forth hard and he came forth hard from the invisible spiritual came forth hard heavy and very red. Okay now first Enoch says that Noah was born red as a rose, and white as the snow. You know? So, I mean, what do these things mean? We don't know. And he said, "Be open darkest and let there be born from you came down. <clears throat> he came undone, and age came forth very great and very dark. So, once again, David in Psalms 139 says, My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest part of the earth lowest parts of the earth. So I questioned chapter 25 and 26 yesterday. We're going to keep going with second Enoch because I feel the Lord gave me that verse. Um, Just so that we can, you know, spiritually try to spiritually discern things. And like we read yesterday, Second Enoch has been around since possibly the time, from the time three centuries before Jesus, okay? That's three, like 300 years, not 3,000 years. So, you know, we remember the 1700s. We're living on that principle in the United States today, albeit probably not the same. Except it's looking like those that that put the United States together are this cut from the same cloth as um, those running the countries today. But anyhow, so let's start with chapter 33. And I appointed the eighth day also, that the eighth day should be the first created after my work. And that the first seven revolve in the form of the 7,000. And that at the beginning of the 8,000, there should be a time of not counting. Endless. With neither years, nor months, nor weeks, nor days, nor hours. Okay, that's matching up to what we know. We're starting the seventh day, which is the millennial reign. Um, and now, Enoch, all that I have told you... Oh, yeah, because they count the millennial reign, the eighth day, the eighth, after the eighth, well, the beginning of the 8,000, there should be a time of not counting, okay, that makes sense, and now Enoch, all that I have told you, all that you have understood, all that you have seen of heavenly things, all that you have seen on earth, and all that I have written in books by my great wisdom, all these things I have devised and created from the uppermost foundation, to the lower and to the end, And there is no counselor nor inheritor to my creations. Okay, still going along the lines of he spoke all this forth. I am self-eternal, not made with hands and without change. My thought is my counselor. My wisdom and my word are made. And my eyes observe all things, how they stand here and tremble with terror. Okay, it's not his eyes trembling with terror. Terror. It's all the, observing all the things that he made, how they tremble with terror. If I turn away my face, then all things would, will be destroyed. And apply your mind, Enoch, and know him who is speaking to you. And take thence the books which you yourself have written. And I give you Samuel and Raguel who led you up, and the books. And go down to earth and tell your son, <clears throat> tell your sons all that I have told you. And all that you have seen from the lower heaven up to my throne, and all the troops. Okay, the lower heaven, when he created, from the lowermost parts. You know that that is not necessarily that he created created out of hell. Maybe hell didn't exist maybe he created that later it sounds like he created it out of the lowest parts of the heavens okay for I created all forces and there is none that resists me or that does not subject himself to me for all subject for all subject themselves to my monarchy and labor for my sole rule give them the books of the handwriting And they will read them, and will know me for the creator of all things, and will understand how there is no other God but me. You know what's interesting to me? What's interesting is that when this this information was carried forth from generation to generation, It's very likely they're like, what does this word mean? Because remember, there was the Tower of Babel that took place, confusing all the languages. It's not always evil man that is, you know, twisting the word of God or whatever. We've had language confusion caused by God. That right there tells me that he can preserve um, the, the mystery of his knowledge. He can preserve it. So when it says, give them the books of the handwriting, um, you know, let them distribute the books of your handwriting, children to children, generation to generation, nations to nations. That's that's the understanding of the message that was conveyed forth, okay? I will give you Enoch, my intercessor, the Archestratage, Michael, archangel, for the handwritings of your fathers, Adam, Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, and Jared, your father, okay? Let's match that up, what the Bible has. Okay, so it has Adam Seth, Enos, and the Bible says Enosh, Canaan, Mahalel, and Jared, your father. Yep, that matches. Chapter 34. They've rejected my commandments and my yoke. Worthless seed has come up, not fearing God. And they would not bow down to me, but have begun to bow down to vain gods and denied my unity and have laden the whole earth with untruths, offenses, abominable lecheries, namely one with another, and all manner of other other unclean wickedness, which are disgusting to relate. And therefore I will bring down a deluge upon the earth, and I will destroy all men, and the whole earth will crumble together into great darkness. Okay, chapter 35. Most of these chapters have like, between three and 10 verses, that's pretty short. Behold from their seed shall arise another generation much afterwards, but of of them many will be very insatiate. He who raises that generation shall reveal to them the books of your handwriting, of your fathers to them to whom he must point out the guardianship of the world, to the faithful men and workers of my pleasure who do not acknowledge my name in vain, And they shall tell another generation, and those others having read, shall be glorified thereafter more than the first. Now Enoch, I give you the term of thirty days to spend in your house, and tell your sons all your household, and all your household, that all may hear from my face what is told them by you, that they may read and understand how there is no other god but me, and that they may always keep my commandments and begin to read and take in the in the books of your handwriting. And after 30 days, I shall send my angel for you, and he will take you from earth and from your sons to me. So Adam knew for a short period of time. Some people say five days. Maybe that was 500 years. Maybe <clears throat> um, another person that I listened to, Bruce Allen, which he's pretty good, um, he was saying, it was he gave the reason why it could have been even up to 1500 years that they were in the garden and it was pretty compelling but so adam walked with god in the cool of the day in the garden and and no doubt you know god told him many many things well seven generations later you know is Adam alive? I mean, he was nine, for, well, alive for nine hundred and some years. So maybe that's a little hard to calculate. But, and I do have a thing here. So Adam lived nine hundred and thirty years. Um. Yeah, he possibly was even around. Uh, let's see, generations, nine generations. Yeah. Yep. So Enoch heard from Adam all these things, not all these things, but you know what it was like in the garden. But God chose Enoch to show him, like take him and show him everything. Chapter 37. And the Lord called upon one of the older angels, terrible and menacing and placed him by me in appearance white as snow, and his hands like ice, having the appearance of great frost. And he froze my face, because I could not endure the terror of the Lord, just as it is not possible to endure a stove's fire and the sun's heat and the frost of the air. And the Lord said to me, Enoch, if your face be not frozen here, no man will be able to behold your face. That, of course, reminds me of Moses. Um, he had to cover his face when he came down from the mount. All right, chapter 38, and the Lord said to those men who first led me up, let Enoch go down onto earth with you and await him till the determined day. And they placed me by night on my bed. And Methuselah, expecting my coming, keeping watch by day and by night at my bed, was filled with awe when he heard my coming. And I told him, let all my household come together that I tell them everything. Chapter 39. O oh, my children, my beloved ones, hear the admonition of your father as much as is according to the Lord's will. I have been let come to you today and announced to you, not from my lips, but from the Lord's lips, all that is and was all and was and all that is now and all that will be till judgment day. For the Lord has let me come to you. You hear, therefore, the words of my lips of a man made big for you. But I am one who has seen the Lord's face, like iron made to glow from fire, it sends four sparks and burns. You look now upon my eyes, the eyes of a man big with meaning for you. But I have seen the Lord's eyes shining like the sun's rays and filling the eyes of man with awe. So his face is frozen right now. He's, he's having to speak through a frozen face, right? No, maybe not. It was frozen there. If your face be not frozen here. Okay, so maybe his face isn't frozen anymore. You see now my children with uh, the right hand of a man that helps you, but I have seen the Lord's right hand filling heaven as he helped me. You see the compass of my work like your own, but I have seen the Lord's limitless and perfect compass, which has no end. You hear the words of my lips as I heard the words of the Lord, like great thunder incessantly with hurling of clouds. And now, my children, hear the discourses of the Father of the earth. How fearful and awful it is to come before the face of the ruler of the earth. How much more terrible and awful it is to come before the face of the ruler of heaven, the controller, judge, in parentheses, of quick and dead and of the heavenly troops. Who can endure that endless pain? Okay, chapter 40. And now, my children, I know all things. For this is from the Lord's lips, and this my eyes have seen from beginning to end. I know all things and have written all things into books, the heavens and their end and their plenitude, and all the armies and their marchings. I have measured and described the stars, the great countless multitude of them. What man has seen the revolutions and their entrances? For not even the angels see their number while I have written all their names. Woo. And I measured the sun's circle and measured its rays, counted the hours I wrote down too all things that go over the earth. I have written the things that are nourished and all seeds sown and unsown which the Lord produces, in all plants, and every grass, and every flower, and their sweet smells, and their names, and the dwelling places of the clouds, and their composition, and their wings, and how they bear rain and raindrops. And I investigated all things, and wrote the road of the thunder, and of the lightning. And they showed me the keys, and their guardians, their rise, the way they go. It is let out gently in measure by a chain, lest by a heavy chain, and violence, And hurl down the angry clouds and destroy all things on earth. I wrote the treasure houses of the snow and the storehouses of the cold and the frosty airs, and I observed their season's keyholder. He fills the clouds with them and he does and does not exhaust the treasure houses. And I wrote the resting places of the winds and observed and saw how their keyholders bear weighing scales and measures First they put them in one weighing scale, then in the other the weights, and let them out according to measure cunningly over the whole earth, lest by heavy breathing they make the earth to rock. And I measured out the whole earth, its mountains, and all hills, fields, trees, stones, rivers, all existing things I wrote down, the height from heaven to the seventh heaven, and downwards to the very lowest hell, and the judgment place and the very great, open, and weeping hell. And I saw how the prisoners are in pain, expecting the limitless judgment. And I wrote down all those being judged by the judge, and all their judgment and sentences and all their works. Wow. Dang, Enoch. You're busy. Okay, chapter 41. And I saw all forefathers from all time with Adam and Eve, Eva, and I sighed and broke into tears, and said of the ruin of their dishonor, Woe is me for my infirmity, and for that of my forefathers. And thought in my heart, and said, Blessed is the man who has not been born, or who has been born, and shall not sin before the Lord's face, that he come not into this place, nor bring the yoke of this place. I saw the keyholders and guards of the gates of hell standing like great serpents, and their faces like extinguishing lamps, and their eyes of fire, their sharp teeth. And I saw all the Lord's works, how they are right, while the works of man are some good, and others bad. And in their works are known those who lie evilly. I, my children, measured and wrote out every work, every measure, and every righteous judgment. As one year is more honorable than another, so is one man more honorable than another. Some for great possessions, some for wisdom of heart, some for particular intellect, some for cunning, one for silence of lip, another for cleanliness, one for strength, another for comeliness, one for youth, another for sharp wit, one for shape of body, another for sensibility. Let it be heard everywhere, but there is none better than he who fears God. He shall be more glorious in time to come. Chapter 44, the Lord with his... I haven't been saying the heads of the chapters of each one because it kind of muddies the point. Chapter 44, the Lord with his hands having created man in the likeness of his own face, the Lord made him small and great. Whoever reviles the ruler's face and abhors the Lord's face has despised the Lord's face. And he who vents anger on any man without injury, the Lord's great anger will cut him down He who spits on the face of man reproachfully will be cut down at the Lord's great judgment. Blessed is the man who does not direct his heart with malice against any man, and helps the injured and condemned, and raises the broken down, and shall do charity to the needy. Because on the day of the great judgment every weight, every measure, and every make weight will be as in the market. That is to say, they are hung on scales, and stand in the market, and everyone shall learn his own measure, And according to his measure, shall take his reward." Okay, I'm going to pause right there um, and tell about a dream that I had, oh, about a year ago maybe now. And uh, so in this dream, I, I can still remember it. I was going from house to house and I had a measuring tape. And it was like I was a meter reader but I was going inside houses to measure things that were like in, in like the living room. So like where the fireplace would be, I suppose the main living area. Um, and I went into this one house and I was measuring and, and this guy started to evilly transform. And I asked him if he was a Christian, and he said, yes, I am. And I was looking at him, and I'm like, mm, no, I don't think you are. And he just started crying out, help me, help me, help me. And there's more details to it, but that's that's the gist of it. So the measuring thing, I put in, my, in the notes in the margin side here, about the dream I had, about the, we're all measured, basically. Chapter 45, whoever hastens to make offerings before the Lord's face, the Lord for his part, will hasten that offering by granting of his work. But whoever increases his lamp before the Lord's face and make not true judgment, the Lord will not increase his treasure in the realm of the highest. So increasing your lamp, by puffing up your chest, when the Lord demands bread or candles or the flesh of beasts or any other sacrifice, then that is nothing. But God demands pure hearts, and with all that only tests the heart of man. Hear, my people, and take in the words of my lips. If anyone, brings, if anyone bring any gifts to an earthly ruler and have disloyal thoughts in his heart, and the ruler know this, Will he not be angry with him, and not refuse his gifts, and not give him over to judgment? Or if one man make himself appear good to another by deceit of tongue, but have evil in his heart, then will not the other understand the treachery of his heart, and himself be condemned since his untruth was plain to all? And when the Lord shall send a great light, then there will be judgment for the just and the unjust, and there no one shall escape notice." chapter 47 and now my children lay thought on your hearts mark well the words of your father which are all come to you from the Lord's lips take these books of your father's handwriting and read them for the books are many and in them you will learn all the Lord's works all it has been from the beginning of creation and will be till the end of time and if you will observe my handwriting you will not sin against the Lord Because there is no other except the Lord, neither in heaven nor in earth, nor in the very lowest places, nor in the one foundation. The Lord has placed the foundations in the unknown, and has spread forth heavens visible and invisible. He fixed the earth on the waters, and created countless creatures. And who has counted the water and the foundation of the unfixed, or the dust of the earth, or the sand of the sea, or the drops of the rain? or the morning dew, or the wind's breathings. Who has filled earth and sea in the indissoluble winter? I cut the stars out of fire and decorated heaven and put it in their midst. All right, we've been going kind of long on certain days. So I will, we're at 25 minutes. We can cut this one short. We stopped, we just finished 47. So we're making pretty good progress here. But this is all pretty interesting. I'm not seeing anything that we've read today that is questionable. Um, everything that, that the Lord has been speaking to Enoch, it's, um, it could just as well be in the Bible. It's, there's nothing questionable at all. So And it gives great detail. That's what I like about it. It gives great detail. So it's, it's good, I think it's good so far. So we're gonna leave it there. Um, the weather here in Arizona is much cooler. We're in the high 80s now. And praise God for that because I have a lot to do out in the yard. Um, just a lot of yard work to do. Everything kind of sits from July no, I wouldn't say everything sits. I sit. And I, I I don't get good exercise in the smack middle of winter because it can get cold here. You know, I'm in the in the upper desert area and it can get cold. It can snow. It's so beautiful when it snows in the mountains here. Um and these aren't big mountains. The big mountains, there is big mountains I can see from here, but anyway. Um so I'm gonna leave it at that. And happy Friday, everyone. Tomorrow, of course, Saturday, if it's a Sabbath for you, or if Sunday is your rest day, I encourage everyone to take one rest day every seven days. I encourage that. That's a Sabbath rest unto the Lord. We enter into the Sabbath rest by ceasing from our works and letting Christ take over our whole entire being, um, but Jesus did observe the, the laws and the feasts. Um, he just kind of re not rewrote them, but clarified. We'll say he fulfilled them by clarifying them, but he, it's not that he wanted to do away with a Sabbath, it's a Sabbath. It's that he wanted to explain it. On, on exactly what it means now in the new covenant so take some rest this weekend if you can and um, I pray you all have a blessed day